Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old time movie about a ghost from a wishing well in a castle dark or a fortress strong. With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see If I could read your mind, love What a tale your thoughts could tell Just like a paperback novel The kind the drugstore sells When you reach the part Where the heartaches come The hero would be me Heroes often fail And you won't read that book again Because the ending's just too hard to take well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to Geek Follow Reloaded, the news discussion podcast for geeks by geeks. I'm your host. My name is Chris Lockhart, and I have two of my co-hosts here this evening. First up, we have Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar? It's going quite well. Excellent. And last but not least, we have Mr. Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kev? Going well. Um, oh, my gosh. I mean, because no one knows, because we didn't already record an episode. Forgiveness to listeners and to Ragnar, um, I'm dealing with a cold and cough, and I'm trying to be as least annoying as I can. No worries. No worries. Um, yeah, that that happens. Hope you get over it soon. Yeah, I, I grabbed a bunch of Mucinex today, and I, I, I muted myself while Chris and I were talking previously and just grabbed, like, some ice cream to try to settle it. Oh, oh goodness, Yeah. The thing that I found that worked really well was, um, oh man, I forget the name of it, but it's like a liquid that comes in a squirt bottle and you squirt it up your nose and it just like dries you right out. It's incredible. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what that's called now. Yeah, it has a funny name. It's like Dryzine or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And, uh, oh man, that, that, best. Yeah. But it for me it makes my eyes water like crazy. But I, I I find I have a sensitive sinus cavity I think, um, because like back when we used to have like to have to get those COVID tests and stuff, like they could they could not do the nose thing on me. I they tried and like I would literally like yank it out because like as soon as they start pushing up there, my eyes starts watering and. Like, I just have, like, this reaction of stop now. Oh, and those, and those COVID tests, I mean, they were awful. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't mind the back of the throat test. I was okay with that. But the... I, up, got, I got the the nose one. It was nasty. Oh, yeah. Like, I like seriously, like, they hit something up there. And yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't good. Like in Lord of the Rings, the dwarves delved too deep. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think for this episode, I don't have a lot of news, so 
we'll probably talk about Calgary a little bit. But before we get to that, unfortunately, we got to begin this episode with an in-memoriam segment. Because at the time of this recording, uh, I believe it was two days ago, it just came out yesterday, but unfortunately passed, I believe, Monday night. Uh, and that was Gordon Lightfoot, um, Canadian music icon, um, you know, just a, 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 an amazing talent, uh, unfortunately passed away. I know he was sick earlier, I want to say like March, he had to cancel some stuff, He was, you know, there's something going on, um, but yeah, unfortunately he passed away, and I believe he was 84, I want to say, um, but yeah, it's, you know, quite sad, he was, he was, uh, you know, amazing talent, and um, yeah, yeah, he's a Canadian icon, man. Yeah, and a folk music icon. You know, I, I was reading or listening today to an interview with uh, somebody who knew him well, who said that like Bob Dylan once told him that he was an influence on Bob Dylan. Yeah, and um, I guess like because he's he's written a lot of songs that have been covered by other people as well. Um, but I think the, the, the story I saw today was he, <clears throat> he wasn't sure he was making it as a musician until he saw Elvis singing one of his songs on TV. And then he was like, Hey, wait a minute. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I am pretty good at this thing. Um, so yeah, he went to the state, he went to LA for, I think for two years in the sixties and then he came back to Canada and um, just you know stayed here for for his career, and um, you know like the uh, uh, what's it called the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald is that what the the song's called the uh, the wreck the wreck of the Edmund yeah. Fitzgerald yes um, I mean that's probably the one I think most people remember him but I I remember um, uh, can you read my mind. Like that, I think that's my yeah. favorite Gordon Lightfoot song, done by him. Like it's been done by you know that song's been done by other artists, but I think the Gordon Lightfoot version is my favorite, for sure. See, I think Sundown is my favorite from. That's a good one too. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, amazing talent and and um, yeah. <sighs> But, uh, you know, 84, that's, you know, I, I can't remember if it was 84 or 87. I can't remember. But, you know, like, that's a good run, you know. Well, he was he was born in 1938. So, you know. He, yeah. As much as we miss him, it's sad that he's gone. He at least had a good long stretch there. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like some celebrities that we've, we've uh, you know, yeah. covered where they died so young, like, you know. Gordon Lightfoot had a long career, and he was he was active until very recently. Yep. And uh, even in his eighties, he was still playing some shows, and like that's incredible. Yeah, like um, my my mom went and seen him last year. I, I want to say it was about a year ago. I want to say like March, April, sometime in there. She went and saw him, and um, that's incredible. Yeah, she's very lucky. Um. So yeah, you know he had a good run and and uh, he will be missed. Um, yeah, for sure. 
All right, well, moving on to the news segment. The, uh, the only thing I personally have is something I just seen today. And these are just rumors. So nothing's confirmed. It's just rumors. Um, some casting rumors. Uh, apparently, uh, Margot Robbie has been approached to play Sue Storm in the Marvel's Fantastic Four movie. Um, and the rumor is um, Adam Driver as Reed Richards or um, the actor who uh, played Cassian Andor in uh, Rogue One and, and Andor. Uh, oh. He might be Reed Richards. But I heard that the rumor I heard was that they passed on him and they're trying to get Adam Driver. Um, but then a, another rumor that was floating around, and I really hope that this is not true, as much as I like her, um, the rumor was that they were thinking about casting Mila Kunis as the thing. Oh, so, oh I don't know about that. Yeah, like, I mean, they they have had a female thing at one time. Um, in the late eighties, um, I think it was, was it Carol Danvers? She was the thing for a while. I can't remember. Um, um Sharon Ventura was the character. She was the second Ms. Marvel. Mm. And she, she joined the team as basically as a version of Carol Danvers. She was second Ms. Marvel, strong, could fly, whatever bullshit like that. Yeah. And then some experiment went wrong and she became the she thing. And it was a very interesting story of here's Ben Grimm and he finally has a female counterpart. And, but they're both so insecure because they see each other as monsters and they're both insecure of like, are you only with me because I'm the only one like you? Yeah. Are you with me because you actually love me or because you have no other options? Um, yeah. and then in, uh, Mike Allred, yes, yep. who does Mad Men, and I forget who did the art. Uh, they did a version of Fantastic Four called FF, and there was a woman that I think was like one of Johnny Storm's girlfriends. Yes. There's some attack on the Baxter building. She puts on a thing costume, which is one of the ones that Reed had in storage for when they do the story every few years of Reed can cure Ben Grimm of being the thing, but it's only temporary so he can live as a human for a couple days and then he goes back to being the thing. But then some bad guys attack so he had to have a thing costume so that he could pretend to be the thing, even though he was a human at the time. And this costume was in storage. One of Johnny's girlfriends finds it, puts it on during the battle, does well, they let her keep it as like a she thing or whatever. Yeah. So there has been history of it, but also Mila Kunis did some interview piece, whatever, you know, quick little paparazzi thing. I forget where it came from. And she said, I'm not in Fantastic Four, but I do know who is, and I'm not telling you. Okay. Oh. So that was interesting, too. Do we, so do, what do we think the chances are of them doing um, John, how do you say his last name, Krasinski? Not I say zero. If they were going to do it, what they would have. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought that was, I thought that was really fun in the uh, Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, and and yeah. of course he's a bit older now, and I thought 
Well, that could be a new, a fun new take on the Fantastic Four is don't start when they're young and they discover their powers. Start when they're, like, middle-aged and they've had their powers for a while. I thought that could be a fun new take. Um, well, the but, thing thing with Reed, though, is he's always been a little bit older than, like, Sue and them. Because uh, he had, like, the, the white side thing, whatever you call those. Um Greg Temples. Yeah, the Grandpa Munster look. Like he he's had that <laughs> for a while. Um and I think Krasinski had that in a little bit in that movie, if I remember correctly. Maybe yeah. not fully. Um I mean, yeah, he would be I, I honestly wish they would have him. Um especially like cause in the was it the Hickman run? Or maybe it was after the Hickman run when they had the when Reed had the beard, like if you had John Krasinski in a beard, because uh, he can yeah. grow he can grow a pretty mean beard. I think yeah, he, like he the, looks good. For beard, yeah, yeah, I think that version of 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 Mister Fantastic would be awesome. Um, but to be honest with you, like that that original Fantastic Four movie they did in two thousand five. With Michael Chiklis as the thing and um, yeah, Chris yeah. Evans as as Johnny, like honestly, and I can't remember the actor who played Reed, but the the only miscast I thought was Jessica Alba, just because I think at the time she was too young to play Sue. Isn't that the one that had Johnny Knoxville in it? No, I I don't think so. I can't. Oh, that was the later one. Maybe. Um, because they had Michael B. Jordan in the in the 2016 one as Johnny, um, and Kate Mara as Sue. But I, I honestly, I've never even watched that movie. I just I just heard nothing but bad things, so I never watched it. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch that newer one. <laughs> and the the first Fantastic Four movie, I remember liking it, but I remember like it ended real quickly. Like it's like it was missing part of the movie. It's like all of a sudden they're having the big battle with Doctor Doom and it's over. And I'm like, where's the rest of the movie? Like, this feels like a, not a complete movie. And then I never did watch Rise of the Silver Surfer, just because nah, I just didn't want to watch that one. But I am really looking forward to seeing what Marvel does. But, you know, I'm hoping the Mila Kunis thing was just a joke. Um, I could see her playing, like like Kev was saying, that Johnny Johnny's girlfriend version. Um but I think if you're going to do Ben Grimm, you need to do Ben Grimm. Like, it, you know. I think well, you need to do Ben Grimm so you can eventually do Ben Grimm versus Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, that's what we want here. Yeah. Um, and probably my favorite Fantastic Four story, like that, and it was a Hickman story that he did. Because, like Kev was saying, um, you know, one of the ongoing tropes of the Fantastic Four is Reed is trying to find a cure for Ben because he feels guilty that Ben is the way he is because, you know, it was, it was Reed that wanted to, you know, rush off into space and, and all that. Um, so he did this story where, uh, and, and it's, and it is in Fantastic Four continuity where Ben Grimm turns into a human like one day out of a year and, Basically, he gets to live that one day. But the side effect is he only ages that one day. So when he's the thing, he never ages. 
So this this story basically tells the story of Ben Grimm as he lives for thousands of years as the thing, because he only ages a day once a year. So for him, his lifetime is you know tens of thousands of years old. So you see how yeah. like the like the Marvel universe ages and and every you know and people die and he sees all his friends you know die his children die and it's a very sad story but amazing concept to think that you know ben Grimm is actually going to live that long and you know the implications of having to go through that and then when he because spoilers uh at the end of the issue he dies finally and I think like Reed like travels through time and and is there for his friend when he dies and it, it's very touching from what I remember. Really great story. That's what that sounds like a great story. Yeah, that's one I gotta I gotta watch again or read again because it's been a while. Um, because yeah, Hickman's been off that book for I want to say like twelve years now, so it's it's been a while. That's crazy. Time's just flying by. Um. Did either of you have any uh, news stuff you want to throw out there? Uh, I was just going to mention that they, I believe earlier today it was, they released the first official poster for Dune 2. Yes, yeah. And, as well as the release date, which is November 11th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I really like the first movie. Um, I like that they split yeah, I'm, I'm glad they split it into two movies. Oh, it's just way too much story to try to tell in one movie. Yeah, absolutely. And I look like because on the Pop Culture Pub uh, group, I shared some of the. I can't remember if it was Variety or Entertainment Weekly that had like still pictures. So you got to see Florence Pugh as Princess Irulan. Um, you got. Um... Stellan Skarsgård yeah, again. I think I saw that. I don't remember where I saw it, but I think I saw that when I was scrolling the other night. Yeah, and you, uh, yeah, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, you, you see the the silhouette of um, oh, what's that guy's name? The guy who played Elvis in the Elvis movie last year. Um, shit, blanking on his he's name. It, he's this. Okay. Yeah, he plays Fade Rafa. He plays like. The, uh, the 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 Harkonnen that uh, is like Paul's opposite. Yeah, um, right. So, yeah, that so, should be good. Yeah, it 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 looks awesome. And Dave Bautista as uh, as uh, what's his name? Um, well, he was in the last one. Yeah, he he's they showed a still of him again. Um, oh, jeez. Totally blank in on this character's name. He he's also a Harkonnen, uh, the Beast. They call him the Beast. Yeah, they call him the Beast. Yeah, but, yeah. He was but, great in the last. He was great in the last Dune movie. Oh yeah, like I I think the casting spot on. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I having read the books, and of course seen the old movie, and then watching the new new movie. Like when I sat down in the theater, I'm like this is exactly what the book was like. Like, this is the book come to life. Yeah. Um, the only one that they haven't, I haven't seen anything about yet is Christopher Walken as 
the Emperor. That, yeah, yeah, they haven't released any photos. Yeah, that, that should be interesting. It should be interesting because I mean, realistically, in the book, he's only in like one chapter, so he he plays a very minimal part. He's just someone that's always mentioned, but you never see until right at the end. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see who, how he would be as the emperor, because I, I, you know, in my brain when I read the book, because I read the book following the you know the release of the first movie i never actually read it before and then i was just totally blown away by the book um i had uh charles dance who played uh tywin lannister that's oh, who yeah yeah that would have been a good choice too yeah that's and christopher who... walken will play a similar character but probably with a hint of derangement is my guess yeah, because I think his care. I think Emperor, because Emperor Shaddam the Fourth, and yeah. I think he's like two hundred years old, so he's he is yeah. an older dude, but still kind of with it. But yeah, I think Christopher Walken will will be good in that role, and they they may expand, they may have expanded the role slightly. Yeah, and I mean I love Christopher I, I Walken. Like I feel like if it was going to be a really basically just a cameo, they they could still cast him, but they wouldn't put it on the poster. Like I think they yeah. probably expanded the, the role a little bit. Yeah, and um, there was a show that I mentioned a couple months ago. It came out last year. It's called Severance. So it's it's on Apple Plus. Great show. It was it was my favorite new show of last year. I think, uh, or would have been, but I watched it like in January this year. So I. I totally missed the cut there, but uh, right. Chris, Christopher Watkins in that show, and he was great in that show. He was really good. Um, he, he's generally a pretty good actor. So. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, except for Saturday Night Live, but he gets a pass because you yeah. should. Because like the thing with Saturday Night Live, because he like if you ever watch his appearances on Saturday Night Live, he's always reading the cue cards. Always. Oh, is he? But, yeah. but the truth of the matter is, he's one of their um, last-minute hosts. So whenever Christopher Walken oh. shows up, it's because another host had to back out. So he he basically had like a day or two to prepare. So that's why he's always that's reading like... off cue cards. So yeah. you know, as much as it's distracting, and you know he's reading off a cue card. The truth of the matter is, like, he's there basically to as a, a pinch hitter for them. You know, like, they, they uh, needed okay. somebody to, to step in. Um, and Alec Baldwin used to do that a lot, too. <coughs> but he hasn't, you know, right. since the whole, you know, Trump getting out of office, he hasn't been on Saturday Night Live. Um, uh, now that whole thing where he, you know, shot somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's a little, that's a little rough. Um, which, yeah. yeah, I guess they've cleared him, um, but I think they have that... cleared him, and he's, and he's decided to try to finish making the movie. Yeah, but I think uh, the prop master, she's in trouble. So... Yeah, the prop master's in jail, I think. Yeah, I think she's still being charged. Or the... I, I think she's called an armorer or something. But yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which... I don't know. It's just a shitty situation because you know people didn't like it was never intention for someone to be killed, but obviously no. 
you no. know, they, they... I, I do feel that, that some sort of sentence is, is in order just mm-hmm. to set a precedent that, like, you need... This was a very serious job you had, and clearly you didn't take it seriously enough. Yeah. But I don't think she... And I don't think... Pretty sure it was a woman. Yeah. And I don't I don't think yep. she got, like, a lifetime sentence or anything. I think she got, like, two years or a year and a half or something like that. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not... It was enough, enough of a sentence that it's like, you know, you fucked up and you're being punished, but not so much that it's like your life is over. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, they... I don't think... I don't know. They haven't really, um... I think figured it out yet, but I'm, I'm assuming what happened was somebody wanted to shoot these guns for real, you know, like, and so they brought live rounds onto the set and then oops, forgot them. Um, which is, yeah, really stupid and bad. And as the armor, you should never let people put a live round in a prop and, but yeah. Yep. And if you weren't, and if you weren't willing to take that stance and stand up to the producer and say, no, then you should have just resigned. Yeah. Right. Like the producer says, we want to do this. And you say no. And if they say we're doing it, you say, well, then I'm out. Yeah. But anyways, whatever. It's so easy to say those things when you're not in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But the whole thing is very unfortunate. And I, I do suspect it will have, it will certainly tarnish Alec Baldwin's career. Yeah. Which is too bad because he is actually a really good actor. You know, I, I you know, I, I've I've grown to appreciate Alec Baldwin as I've gotten older, and I, I he's the best Trump impersonator, I think. Oh yeah, his Trump impersonation was incredible. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I liked him. I liked him. You're kind of right. As I get older, I like him more. When I was younger, I didn't really care for him. But uh, as I'm getting older, I am starting to, or was starting to think, yeah, this guy's pretty good. Yep. Um, all right. Well, I, I don't really have any other news other than uh, this past weekend we had the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. Um, I had told Kevin that if I won the Lotto Max, I was going to fly him out um, <laughs> for it. What I didn't tell Kevin this week is I did win in the Lotto Max, um, but unfortunately there wasn't enough zeros at the end of <laughs> my winning. I, I won $2, um, which unfortunately isn't enough to fly Kevin out. Um, but had there been more zeros, I definitely would have done that for sure. And I did have the clerk double-check my ticket because I was like, I think there's supposed to be more zeros on this. Um, but they told me it doesn't work that way. So anyway, um, and I seen Ragnar there. Ragnar, of course, was at the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. Um, he had his table set up and everything. And I seen him Friday, uh, for about, I don't know, five minutes. I, I, you know, we're chatting and visiting and all that. And I told Ragnar, well, I'll, I'll be back. And then I never was back just because I just, yeah, it was, I was. I mean, I had a lot going on, but I, I did, did it kind of expect you to come back at some point. Yeah, and I had every intention to, to do it, but it just, yeah, yeah, it, there was a lot going on. Oh yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge you. That crowd was huge. The aisles I, were narrow. It was I, a very busy day. 
Well, I, like honestly, Saturday I think is the busiest I've ever seen it. Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Um, but it, you know, for for for, for us, um, like Friday, like my my daughter uh, did a, a Sailor Moon uh, cosplay, uh, but her shoes. Uh, ended up re- giving her really bad blisters. Um, so we ended up going back to the room at like 4.30 or so. We were going to yeah. go back to the show, but, I mean, her feet were just killing her, and I didn't want to leave her by herself. And So we ended up calling it a night. And then Saturday, um, yeah, it was just crazy. It was like crazy busy, and I never made it back to Ragnar's table. And then we never did go back Sunday because I was kind of, I, you know, after Saturday, I don't know. It's, it, it, what's crazy is um, back, like, because this is the fifth Calgary Con I've been to. Um, I went to the 2011 Con, 2012, 2014, and 2019, and then this one. Um. So for the 2012 one, that Friday night was the night um, at my hotel bar where I ran into the Honky Tonk Man and ended up drinking with him that night. Uh, so I got pre- I got pretty pretty plastered Friday night, and I was kind of hungover on Saturday, but I but I made it right. I got my my picture of Patrick Stewart, my picture of Stan Lee. Uh, I got yeah. I got a couple other pictures, and you know, like I was a trooper. Uh, 2014, um, same thing, but I went up, but, um, I went with some friends that year. Uh, we went out Friday night, uh, ended up at the strippers. Yeah, it, I, I was pretty hungover on Saturday, but again, I was a trooper. Uh, I got my doctor, you know, my Matt Smith, Doctor Who, Karen Gillan picture. Um, yeah. You know, but Saturday night, I, like, pretty much, like, 8 o'clock, I was, like, snoring past out on that Saturday night. And 2019, same thing. Went with my friends. We went to the Rippers on Friday. I was, hun- like, Saturday, I went and watched Endgame for the second time, because we went Friday and watched it, and so I went and watched it Saturday morning. I was I was hungover. I couldn't eat till the afternoon. And, um, but I was a trooper. This year, I quit drinking last year. I haven't had a drop in over a year. So yeah. Friday, Friday night... Good for you, man. Yeah, Friday night I was in bed by, uh, like, I want to say 11. You know, I was watching some hockey and stuff. Slept till 8 o'clock. But honestly, without the alcohol and stuff, I was more tired this year than I was those other years. <laughs> like I don't know why I don't know why that is. Like if I, I'm just because I'm older, I like I was way more tuckered out. So Sunday, like we were gonna go back, but and I should also p- point out there's a lot of construction going on. Um, oh, construction was brutal. Like yeah, that's kind of what. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it ruined the convention for me, but it made it way more difficult this year. Um, yeah. So for those who don't know, and I didn't know this until I got into into Calgary uh, Friday afternoon, and I'm like, what the heck's going on? And I want to say outside the event, the, the venue, I want to say probably 60% of the 
ordinarily available space outside was taken up by construction. So they only had like about 40% left to work with. So all the food trucks had to fit in there, you know, people, all the lineups and everything. And, um, I know in the one building where they have the cafeteria, um, Oh, what's that called? The four something building. The big, the big four. The big four building. That's yeah. Where Artist alleys there, and yeah. then the uh, there's like a food court in the basement. But that was yeah. all messed up this year. Yes, it was because I I'm assuming because of the construction. Because normally, like the big four building, yeah, the upstairs is Artist Alley. Downstairs is the cafeteria. Um, yeah. So it it and basically it's, and it's, it's equally it's equally packed on both floors. Yeah. But it's it's like a like a mall cafeteria where you got you know like your Tim Hortons you got Subway it has all the like Subway and New York fries yeah. and stuff like that yeah but this year I think because of the construction they had it closed off so basically when you went down there there was like three or four food carts and that was kind of it and then they had like this this manga cafe thing that you had to have tickets for. Um, yeah, which yeah, was sold a, out, like a, a made in Butler Cafe or something. Yeah, and you had to have tickets for it, but it was completely sold out, so we couldn't get in. Um, yeah, and then the food, because like you know, like I said, you know, sixty percent of the outside was taken up, you know, with, from construction. Um, so all these food trucks are outside, so the lineups were crazy. Like I stood in line. This one food truck, I stood in line for fifteen minutes. And it didn't move. I literally stood in the same spot for 15 minutes. And I was like, I don't know, half a foot. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say half a football field, but I was a long ways away. Like, there was probably easily 100 people ahead of me in line. Wow. Um, and I was like, man. I, you know, and I had my daughter with me, and her feet were sore from the day before. So, we, you know, we had to find places to sit for her. Um, yeah. And then, because she's she's not a morning person, so of course, <laughs> um, like Saturday morning, I went to you know because we got a continental breakfast. It was it was a nice continental breakfast, and uh, I went and made sure I ate before we left. She wouldn't come downstairs to eat because she wanted to sleep more. So by like two thirty, she was starving. Um, I couldn't. So we ended up going to the artist alley level because they have like a built-in cafeteria there. Uh, so I was able to get her some lunch, but I mean, we were in line for easily 45 minutes for that. Um, by the time we got up there and got, got her food and stuff. And then I, we got her situated downstairs so I can go get my Andy circus picture. And then that, that, and then that was a whole gone show too, because I paid for uh, to do a photo op with Charlie Clock, Charlie Cox, and Vincent D'Onofrio, but Charlie Cox unfortunately had to cancel. So my options were trade my photo op for an, another another photo op of equal or lesser value, or wait for a refund, which won't come until like the middle of May or something. So I was like, okay, well. I'll trade it for a, a solo Vincent D'Onofrio picture and an Andy Circus picture. And it was basically yeah. almost the same price. But the unfortunate thing is I had to stand in line twice now instead of just once. Um, 
But it was worth it. I mean, yeah. Vincent Onofrio, super nice guy. Andy Serkis, really nice guy. Um, and I heard I heard from customers this weekend that Andy Serkis was really friendly. Yeah, and and when I was really thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? You know, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm not a big fan of the Hobbit movies, but no, the, the Hobbit movies weren't very good. Yeah, but Andy Serkis was great as Gollum. I was not a fan yeah. of the sequel movies, but he was good as Snoke. I did. I I was really yeah dis- until Snoke just became pointless. Yeah, until they like. Yeah, they killed him like, off all randomly in the second yeah, movie. And, and I'm you're like, like what, what was the point of his character? There yeah. was literally no point to his character existing. Yeah, like I, they, they really did him dirty in that second movie. Um, yeah, and that's why they gave him that different part in Andor. It's like, way what, of apology. <laughs> yeah, which was fantastic. And again, that was a heartbreaker. Yep. Uh, when, he, when, that, when he says the line, I can't swim. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Um, that was a heartbreaker. Uh, but yeah, he was, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of the new Planet of the Apes movies, but they were all right. You know, he I was, thought they were pretty good and he was great. Yeah. yeah, he was great in them. Um, I, I just, I just love the char- original Charlton Heston films. Um, but. That's totally fair. I love those too. Yeah. But you know, like they, they did pretty good with these ones and, and, you know, and of course he was in Black Panther. He was in Age of Ultron. Like he's been yeah, he's in, in some, a few of them, but, yeah, he's yeah. been in some good stuff, you know. Like so, uh, you know, like as much as it sucked not seeing Charlie Cox, you know, Andy Circus was a good person there. Andy Circus, that's still a pretty big name. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty happy. Uh, but but Ragnar, uh, how were things from the vendor from uh, your perspective? You know, because um, as we said, it was oh, it, it was packed, especially on Saturday. Yeah, it was packed. Um, it was like. It felt like doing the show how the show used to be around, say, 2017, 2018, before yep. the new company bought it when it was still really big. Yeah. Because back then they used to get around 100,000 people through, <laughs> and the you know the show was always busy. And then yep. it kind of started to slump a bit because this, this new company kept it bringing in guests, and then they'd all cancel, and, and people were getting pretty mad about that. And yep. then you had the pandemic. Yeah. So this this year felt like how the show used to feel, which is how the show should have always done. Um, so apparently there was something like 40,000 people there on Saturday. And normally there's like that big courtyard between the two buildings. Yep. And normally in that courtyard, they'll have like the Viking guys and yep. the cowboys and the karate school and things like that. Yep. And, and you'll always have lots of people outside, but a, apparently, and you would know more than I would, but apparently that stuff wasn't there this year because of no. all the construction. Yeah. So it meant that you had more people hanging out inside than you did outside, which would have made the crowds even thicker. Yep. And then, and then what also happened is that about three weeks before the show, the show got informed by the venue that they were going to be losing five or ten thousand square feet, and they had that it amounted to fifty-five booths they had to find new spots for. So oh, okay. they ended up having to make the aisles narrower. Instead of being 10 feet, the aisles were 8 feet wide. Mm. 
So, of course, that made the show even more crowded when it got busy. Yeah. So, I was talking with one of the organizers, well, really the, main, the main guy at the show, in charge of the show, and he was just telling me, like, what a nightmare that bomb was. Three weeks before the show, you've already got the floor plan, you've already told everybody where their booths are, and then you find out that we have 55 booths too many. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was very challenging. Um, but, yeah, it was an excellent show. People were super excited to be there. For a lot of people, this was their first big event since COVID. And, you know, we, there was amazing cosplays. There was a huge crowd. All, all four days were busy. Obviously, Saturday was the busiest. And, uh, basically, you know, I, I would wake up in the morning, um, we would get coffee, we'd drive to the show, we'd go and, and open the booth up, we'd be crazy busy all day, we'd, we'd go get supper on the way back to the hotel, which was you know, typically McDonald's or something like that. Yep. And, uh, we'd pretty much get in the hotel and go to bed. <laughs> And it's just because we were so tired because it was just so busy. Yeah. When you're on feet for eight or nine hours and you're talking to customers the whole time, it, man, it, it it's exhausting. It's it's a good exhaustion, but you're, yeah, you're wiped at the end of it. Oh, yeah. And I remember in the old days, you know, I used to, the show would end and I'd go meet up with other vendors and we'd go for drinks or we'd go for dinner or we'd go see a concert or we'd... You know, we'd go do all these things. Yeah. And this year it was like, I don't even have enough energy to go into a sit-down restaurant. <laughs> Much less go out and party all night. Whew. I, I wonder, so. I, I kind of wonder if it has something to do with the pandemic. Because we, you know, got used to not going to these things. Oh, I, I absolutely, I think that's exactly what it is. We all, we're, out, we're out of shape. Yeah. I, not necessarily just physically although most of us for the pandemic yeah but uh just also yeah we're not you know we we lost two years of that and it takes a while to get totally back in the groove of dealing with that many people and and talking to that many people and stuff yeah so i mean saturday that would have been the biggest crowd i've probably ever been in in my whole life yeah it was it was really packed um like where where your booth was, I don't even think I made it to that corner on Saturday at all. Um, it was just there's so many people. Like it was so there there was I'm sure a lot of like tables I missed out on I didn't even see just because there was yeah, so many people. I, I I didn't get to go and visit most of my vendor friends, like not even just to say hello. Um, loads of my friends, I never even saw their booths because I just didn't have time. And, uh, Saturday in particular, my, my friend came in and she, she brought us coffees and she would give us pee breaks. And even then it was like, it took like 15 minutes to get through the crowd and get into the washroom and go to the bathroom and come back. Yeah. And, and the table would be slammed the whole time. So... It's kind of yeah. like, you know, even just to go pee was, like, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, it, like, I, it wasn't a knock against 
the convention or the organizers, but I yeah, that construction just it was crappy timing. Um, oh, it's and it sucks because they they started the construction last year. It was worse this year, but but last year we had issues too. Parking lots are screwed up. The loading dock was screwed up. Um, yeah. You know, so they had problems last year. And I asked the organizer, you know, when's the construction supposed to be done? And he said they're aiming at having it done for the Calgary Stampede of 2024. So that means next year we'll still be screwed up from construction. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But I know. I think next year, like, it's just better planning on my part. I think Friday my mistake was not getting there at the start. I should I should have left earlier. Um, because, yeah, when we got there Friday, because it was too early to check into the hotel, so I just drove there. I ended up parking, like, four blocks away. Like, it... it it was like I don't know, twenty-five minute walk just to get to to get in. Yeah, I can see that. Like it, it, they, uh, on Saturday they they posted on all their social medias early in the morning. Uh, if if there's any way you can not park, you should do it. If yeah. you can take the train, if you can walk, if whatever, because we they they were saying we already know we don't have enough parking spots. Yeah. Which, which is what we did on Saturday. They were just trying to get ahead of the complaints they knew would be coming about that. Yeah. Yeah, Saturday it was it was better because, yeah, we took the, the train uh, from the yeah. hotel to there. Um, other than there was this crazy homeless guy yelling at people at the <laughs> train station. I was like, oh, oh man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. did, you feel, did you feel like, oh, we're in the big city now? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I was, I, like, because there was a couple dudes um, just down for me, and they were, you know, like, so I, was, I wasn't worried. Um, yeah. But apparently, like, because my daughter kept telling me, he keeps staring at you, because he was, like, yelling, like, just screaming <laughs> profanities at nobody, but then he would, like, look at me. Um, yeah. And he was carrying okay. around a suitcase, and, but when he got on the train, he was fine, but just waiting, like, I don't know. Yeah, he he was definitely on something. Um, but other than that, it, it it was good. Like I had no issues. Um, but yeah, like Friday, yeah, that was just bad. Because then, yeah, like I didn't realize how bad her feet were until we were walking back, and then yeah, it was bad. So next year, better footwear. Um, <laughs> Saturday, I'm bringing food with me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, pack some sandwiches, whatever. And something that I've been thinking about investing in with Comic-Con, and I've been saying this for years, and I'm going to actually do it, I'm going to buy one of them rolling coolers. Um, so I can put, you know, food in there, put, you know, whatever I want to get signed. Anything I buy, I'm going to put in this cooler. And then it can also double as a seat. So when I'm standing oh, in line... Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, when I'm standing in line, I got a place to sit. Because yeah, I um, I saw these these people. They each had like a, a, a small backpack that probably had like snacks and a water bottle in it. Yep. And they each had a folding stool that they got at um, Cabela's. Yeah, I seen and, that. Yeah. And they were like, it's a lifesaver when you're at a show like this. Because they're like, you're going to be waiting in line. You're going to be waiting in line to get in. 
You're going to be waiting in line to, to get into a panel. You're going to be waiting in line in a food truck. You're going to be waiting in line to meet the celebrities. So, like, we have these tiny little stools. They're really light. They fold up small. They fit in our backpack. And then whenever we have to stand for too long, we'll just pull that out. And I thought, like, yeah, it's a little bit annoying to haul it around. But I think it would be totally worth it. And so what you're saying is the same thing. It would be totally worth it. Yeah. Because there's just there's nowhere to sit, and there's times when you really just need to sit. And if you had some sandwiches and a cold drink, you're gonna be happy about that later. Absolutely, even <clears throat> just a bottle of water like that. That's one thing I think they should have had was like water stations, like where people, you know, like when you go to a bar and you got like the beer girl sitting there with you know the you know the beers in the tub. They should have had people like that with just water. I would have been so yeah. happy where you can just walk up, you throw them five bucks, you get a bottle of water. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for me, we like we brought food with us because we knew we're like we're not going to yeah. have time to go wait in line and and so on. They they do have a service now with the concession from the show, where you can go online in the morning and place an order, and they'll come deliver it to you in the afternoon. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, they call it booth bites, and that—that's I we didn't use it, but that's a really nice service that they have, because as a vendor, if you forget your lunch or something, that's the only way you're probably going to get food. Yeah. So I I really appreciate that they do that. I think that's really cool. Um. Yeah, my my only complaints were I think it was a little lacking was before they used to have like an announcer guy. That would announce, you know. Yeah, so that that's part of the change when the new company took over. Is they, oh, okay. they they wanted to keep that guy and have him do all of their shows, but his wife also worked for the company and they didn't want to keep her and they actually fired her. Oh. And then they were kind of surprised when he quit. <laughs> and, and he's like, "Yeah, you fired my wife. Of course I'm going to quit." Like, yeah, you know. Because so, yeah, 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 they don't have an announcer at, at any of their shows. And I think that's a, um, I think that's really silly that they don't. Um, you got to kind of walk a fine line with it. Like it's easy to have the announcer say too many announcements. That's true. Yes. Because when he, you know, when he comes on, the loudspeakers are so loud. If you're in the middle of a conversation, it interrupts it. And I do remember in the past shows that sometimes he came on too often. But that, overall, yeah. I think it would be would be good to announce like. Whoever your biggest celebrity is to announce their information, like you know, I don't know who who, who would have been the biggest one this year. Um, like honestly, I know I know the one that charged the most was Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I feel like he was the big one, even though he's not not technically the biggest name actor there. I feel like he was the big guest. Yeah, like yeah, in so, my you know, okay. yeah yeah. Like, in my so, opinion, know, like Vincent D'Onofrio like would Hayden be. But... Christensen is back at his booth if you want an autograph. Yeah. And, you know, and you should also do announcements like, we're going to be closing in half an hour, yada, yada. Yeah, stuff like that. I, I Like, I noticed last year in Edmonton they didn't have that. And I was like, oh, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe the guy was busy or whatever. But, yeah, now that you say yeah. that. That's... He quit. And he had a really good voice. He but, did. Uh, he quit, and they just, for whatever reason, they just decided not to replace him and just to not have anybody do it. 
And I, I find that odd because they run, I don't know, four shows in Canada and something like 12 or 13 in the States. And I'm like, you running that many shows, you should probably have an announcer and he could just work all of them. Or you could even like hire somebody and just pre-record basic things and play them at a certain time. Well, I know like this company, like they use that app they have. So they want people. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's probably what they're doing. They're hoping everyone uses the app. Because yeah, like that, like they don't even <laughs> have like the brochures anymore, like they used to. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, I because I, I had the app, yeah, but okay. I ended up getting rid of it because I needed space on my phone. Um, right. And then I was like, "Do I re-download?" I'm like, "Nah, I just I just printed out all the information off the website." But that can change too, right? Yeah, that's you're right. And that's that's what they're they're pushing is the app. Because yeah. then they also can use the app to, you know, sell you things and get uh, market yeah. research out of. Yeah. Well, yeah, they can put ads on there. It generates more revenue for them. Like it, yeah, and they can tell, oh, okay, so-and-so, you know, logged in at this time and was in this building and met yeah. this person. Like, they can figure all that kind of stuff out. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it, it, it was good. It's just, yeah. It was just way too many people for my liking. So, yeah, like, next year, like I said, I'm going to get there early on Friday. Because we, the the one smart thing we did this year was we bought most of our stuff on Friday. Because I had my vehicle nearby, even though it was, like, four blocks away. I was like, you know, we can run it to the the vehicle because tomorrow we're taking the train. Um, yeah, right. So that that was good, but yeah, like next year I'm gonna pack some food. I'm gonna make sure my daughter wears proper footwear. Even me, like, cause it was so, like, cause um, we're it's pretty warm in Alberta right now, and which was perfect for the Calgary Comic Con. Um, but so Saturday I decided to wear my sandals, and that was a mistake. Oh, my feet were so sore. So I think yeah. next year. I'm going to get some orthopedic insoles for my shoes, and I'm going to wear my shoes. Um, even though, like, you know, I prefer to have wear sandals so I can air out, you know, and it helps me cool down. But just the comfort part, I got to do something like that. Because, yeah, there's a lot of walking. And, yeah, there was not a lot of places to chill out like there was in previous years where you could just go outside and, you know, what? Yeah, like watch the karate school or whatever, do their thing, do the yeah. demonstrations. And, I, and that I think, I think that will probably be, possibly be the case next year too. And then after that, it'll all be different. Yeah. The, the new convention center and the parts that they're building, the whole thing's going to be in one one big building instead of mm. two separate ones. Yeah. And and I don't know how all that's going to work, but that's what I'm told, and uh, I can only assume. They're going to have to put the prices up because I assume the venue will put the prices up as soon as the construction. <coughs> oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I. Yeah, I, I saw you Friday for like five minutes. Yeah. And I saw I did I never did see my my buddy Jeff. I'm I'm assuming he came I, by. I saw Jeff. He, he stopped by. Probably, fifteen minutes after you. Oh. Okay, so yeah. yeah, I I didn't see Jeff, I didn't see 
my other buddy that was there. I, there's some some friends from the from Volcon that go. I didn't see any of them because just because yeah, there's so saw, many people. I saw a bunch of the Volcon regulars. Um, um, yeah, I did. I did see a guy that I used to work with. His name's Kurt. I actually saw him last year in Edmonton Expo. Like um, we used to work together years ago, but uh, he works up at Fox Creek now. I'm, you know, where I'm at. Um, so I don't really see the guy other than on social media and stuff, but we were walking out of, uh, the BMO center to go to the big four and he, him and his family were walking in and the only, like, I would have totally missed him, but he saw me and like gave me a little punch to the shoulder as he was walking by. So of course I turned and looked and, oh, Hey man, you know, but he's going one way. The line was, my line was going the other way. I, you know, yeah. there's so many people you can't yeah. stop. Because everyone's no. pushing, right? Everyone wants to, you know, like there's, it's like a highway, you know, you can't stop. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I'd be really curious to, to see, like, what is it like at, like, San Diego Comic Con, where they have something like 250,000 people go? Oh, yeah, I can, I can only imagine. I can't even, like, I have trouble picturing it in my mind, because I'm like, Calgary is so insane, but, but a show like San Diego is... Two and a half times bigger. Wow! Can't even imagine. Well, I know um, the one I listen to a podcast called uh, Comic Geek Speak, or no, not Comic Geek Speak, um, the Comic Conspiracy. I also listen to Comic Geek Speak, but it's the Comic yeah. Conspiracy where one of their guys he always goes to like these big conventions like San Diego and stuff, and to say, you know, use an example to go to like the Avengers panel. If they had, you know, or yeah. whatever, um, he has to line up, like, be there at like four in the morning to line up to get oh. to into that ballroom where this panel's going to be, and the panel might not even be until like say six o'clock at night, but you have to get wow. into the ballroom and basically sit there all day <coughs> in this one ballroom and t- watching other panels of other, you know, that come through just to get to like the panel you want. Oh, I see, I see. So at least at least you have something to do during the day once you get in. You're sitting and yeah. watching the other panels. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta go with somebody because then you need someone to save your seats. Otherwise, someone's yeah. gonna snag it yeah. up. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, wow, big but, production. But yeah, I just I I don't think I could handle that. I'm looking forward to the Edmonton Expo. Um, well, in September. See, I think I think some of it though is for some people that becomes part of the experience. So, yeah. like, just as an, as an example, I usually do a, this uh, music festival in northern Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, Nest Creek, Nest Creek Music Festival. And it opens on the Thursday, but people show up on, like, the Tuesday. And yep. they, they camp on the side of the road that leads to the festival grounds. And they set up. Like, they set up a whole camp, and they just hang out and party and go for hikes in the woods, and and it's not just, like, we're not talking about, like, 10 people or 20 people. We're talking about hundreds of people do this, mm-hmm. and it's just part of the experience, is, is they turn camping out into a fun thing. And so at a large event like, say, San Diego, that's probably part of it. Yep. You know, you're standing in line and, and you're, you know, you get there super early 
and you, you meet new people that are also waiting in line, and then you end up, well, we're going, we want to see this panel, but we actually also saw this panel, which actually was really cool. So, you know, that becomes your experience. That's what you do, right? Yep. And you, he probably looks forward to it every year. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure he complains about it, too, because I would, but, uh, you know, he probably is excited for it. Oh, it, but it's yeah, that'd be that's just a very different con experience than what what you or I have. Yeah, yeah, this guy is really dedicated. Like he he literally like will sleep outside the venue the yeah, night before yeah. to get in. But yeah, yeah, that's just yeah. I'm I'm not that crazy. I can't I can't do that. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a wuss. I'm trying, I need... to, I'm trying to think. Like I'm trying to think of what the panel would have to be for me to to want to sleep sleep on the sidewalk the night before boy it would have to be something pretty epic do you remember like back in 1999 when phantom menace was coming out people camping out like months yep. in advance yeah oh, man i remember even then thinking that was crazy yeah but and especially because those movies were not that great no like like i remember going to see phantom menace in theaters and being you know as a I don't know how old I was, 14, 13, something like that, and being pretty excited for it and being like, well, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Well, I remember... And I remember, like, the the excitement before the movie started versus the excitement when the movie ended. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, having gone seen it and then, like, uh, my mom asking me about it afterwards. Well, what'd you think? Was it was it good? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, I, it was it was a movie I really had to sit on for a while. Um, you know, I, I mean, the lightsaber battle was amazing, but oh, there were there were you know. there were things about, especially the first one, but there were things about all three of the prequels that were good. Yeah, but there were also a lot of things that were not good or you know, downright terrible, even. Yeah. But um, you know, and, and the best and the best part of the new trilogy, the two <coughs> best characters both die in the first one. It's like, oh, this Qui Gon Jinn's really cool. Oh, he's dead. Oh, the Star Maul's really cool. Oh, he's also dead. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, um. But I never uh, camped out for for a show. Or a movie, or a, like an event. Yeah, the closest I can remember is like when I was in high school. We, we Ozzy Osbourne was coming to town, hmm. and my friends and my sister we all skipped school to go to the venue that day. But like, we had general admission tickets, so that you know, really, it didn't really get us anything. It was just an excuse to skip school. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, I think part of me is always going to be curious what that experience would be like, but it'd have to be a pretty epic event to get me to, to camp out in advance. Yeah. Especially now. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I get closer to 40, I become less interested in things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ragnar, without, uh, getting into, you know, specifics or anything uh was it a successful weekend for for you at calgary oh yeah it was um 
Sales-wise, it was the best Calgary Expo I've ever had. Nice. And it was the second best show in the history of my company. Awesome. Yeah. So it was it was great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely no complaints. Um, and I also, especially the first three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we we ate pretty well. We didn't have a lot of junk food and sugar. We we had more like sandwiches and mm-hmm. salads and things like that. And we didn't drink very. We didn't drink a, an excessive amount of caffeine. And actually, we all felt really good. We all felt like not not tired and worn out the way you normally do. Yeah. Uh, until Sunday, and then Sunday we all just felt so tired and so exhausted. Yeah. Um, like I didn't even notice that my feet were sore until Sunday, but boy, on Sunday, my feet were sore. Yeah. And of course, Sunday's the worst day because it's the second best day for sale. <coughs> so you you want to be happy and friendly and engaging, but you're just so worn out. And then you know that at the end of the day, you don't get to go home. Then you got to tear it all down. Yeah. So Sunday's always a hard day for for vendors at a show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, no, it was great. Um, um very yeah very happy i did it very very excited for next year and uh yeah it was a great time excellent so um so you are going to edmonton expo this year and oh yeah anime thon again as well as anime yeah okay anime thon well i will definitely see you at both of those because i am going to anime thon again this year um taking shelby to that because anime is her thing and then of course they have yeah yeah I'll be there. So I'll definitely come by and bug you more at those events. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because I was thinking when you left, I'm like, yeah, when he comes back, we should get a selfie together. Yeah. And, you know, I I understand, like, you know, these shows are crazy. Yeah. I didn't didn't take it personally, but I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I should have got a picture with him. Yeah, like, that's why I I shot you that message Saturday, because I felt so bad. Because I'm like, oh man, oh. I totally, I totally forgot to go to Ragnar. Well, I didn't forget. I was yeah. always planning on going, but then it's like, you know, things just happen, and oh, it was just, it was crazy. I've like, yeah, that's the busiest convention I think I've been to on that Saturday. Friday was decent. Friday was, you know, all right. Um, it, Friday to me felt more like an Edmonton con. Like it was not about that kind of capacity. But Saturday, it was yeah. just like, whoa. Like, this is, you know, something else. Um, and I know it wouldn't have felt like that if the construction wasn't happening. Like, if it was open outside. And it was perfect weather for it, too. Like, that's the the heartbreaker of it all, is the weather was perfect for for this Calgary Con. But it is what it yeah. is. No, yeah, we had, we had beautiful weather. You're right, too. Yeah. No, it was, um, yeah, it was a, it was a ton of fun. Um, so Kevin, do you, do you go to comic cons? Like there, there, I know there are some in your part of the world. Do you go to them? There are, um, any good one is far enough away that I'd have to plan like hotels and everything too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and any smaller one is kind of like hit or miss. Um, like there was, what was it? Almost two years ago, 
um, there was one, one of my best friends called me up and it turned out he was working a little con up where he lives, which is like damn near on the Canadian border. So I said, yeah, I'll go. And I said, I'd help out at the booth. He was working out. So I got him for free and everything. Nice. And I get there and there's maybe like 20, 25 vendors. Well, that's pretty small. Yeah, it was so small. So like his was selling all video games. Um, you know, people selling like anime, uh, like shirts and, and bed sheets and pillowcases and stuff like that. Uh, people selling prints of their art. There was, uh, an independent comic, uh, creator that just had his thing set up. Um, people doing chalk art. Like there weren't any comics for sale except for the guy, you know, doing his, uh, like selling his own comic. Barely any toys. But then there's the uh, voice actor that did the voice of Jem from okay. the Jem Holgram's 80s cartoon, just hanging out. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right. So I, I went over and got her autograph and talked with her for like a half hour. Nice. So, um, That's cool. Yeah, there was, I, I want to go again, but I just don't think it'll line up this year. But, uh, like, there was one called RetroCon, but it was all the way to Pennsylvania, so it took hours and hours to drive there and had to do a hotel. But that's probably got, like, 200, maybe even 300 different vendors, and all of them are selling, like, old toys, old comics, old VHS tapes. Like that's cool. Everything. Yeah. And then every guest there signing stuff is all from that era as well. Nice. Cool costume contest. They had a band playing that night. Everything like that was just so much fun. Um, but I mean, like, I want to do a big one. Like, I got invited to New York Comic Con years and years ago, but I had another commitment that week and I couldn't go. But I had a full like, hey, if can you come and help us out in the booth and we'll pay for your tickets for the whole weekend at New York Comic Con and give you a place to stay. And I couldn't go. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's, I think, the second biggest one in the States, right? New York? Second biggest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like years and years ago, I was like, how much would it cost to go to San Diego Comic Con? And I was out like two, I would have, I haven't gone, but I would have been out like two to $5,000 just to go to it. Like, I haven't even bought anything yet. Yeah. Wow. But like between like tickets to the show, plane to fly across the country, hotel for all the like yeah, it was somewhere between two to five thousand, depending on like, oh, do I wanna leave you know, do I wanna fly during these times, which is inconvenient but cheaper. You know, yeah, do I want right. This dirty right. hotel or spend more for a nicer hotel that's closer to the venue. You know, all all that yeah. those variations. Yeah. I'm like I'm out that much money and I still haven't bought a comic yet or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And just and just think at a show like that, if you had the money, just think about how much money you could spend, right? Like Yeah. Poof. Well and it, it's kind of a con. Um but uh next year, um WrestleMania's in Pennsylvania. Hmm. So huh. there's a group that we're debating on going to it. And now they have a WrestleCon as part of it as well. Oh, cool. So it's nothing but like retired or, you know, no longer on WWE for whatever reason. They're retired or they just got cut and they're somewhere else. 
Yeah. And they're all doing autographs and photo sessions and all. They're doing Q&As. They're recording their podcast there. Um, they have, like, every company in the world that wants to do a, a wrestling show will sign, like, every every VFW and high school gym and everything they can find and put on shows. So for those, it's like nonstop from Thursday to Monday, there's wrestling stuff going on. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's enough going on, but I'd say the only good one that would be conceivable to go to is New York Comic Con close to me. Mm-hmm. And everything else is going to be kind of hit or miss, you know? Yeah. Um, but sometimes those l- smaller cons are actually kind of kind of nice. Like you said, you got to visit with the voice actress who did Gem. Um, I, like, one of the reasons I love going to Volcon um, is, you know, it's a, it's a smaller con, obviously, because, you know, it's in a small town in Alberta, and it's, you know, Star Trek-based. Um but the nice thing about it is you can do things like that, like, you know, have more times with the celebrity. Um, I know the first one I went to, because they do like a meet and greet on the Friday night at the, the Legion, where you get to meet the stars and stuff. So that first year I went, they had Robert Picardo, Ethan Phillips, and Rick Sternbach. So you had two guys from Voyager, Neelix and the Doctor, and then you had the guy that helped design the Enterprise D, he designed Voyager, uh, he wrote the T- TNG technical manual, that guy literally yeah. sat, yeah, that guy literally sat at our table, like, I got to sit beside him for the whole night. Oh, that's fantastic. And I got to shoot the breeze with him, I got to have a beer with Neelix, like, that was really cool. Um, you know, and there was a bunch of us just standing around, and uh, I was wearing like a Toronto Blue Jays hat. He was asking me about the Blue Jays and stuff like that. You know, like I, as much as I love going to Calgary and stuff, I do love the smaller cons too because yeah, you get to have those one-on-ones a little bit more. So this, so this weekend, and the reason I was so busy today is that I, I leave tomorrow for uh, Prince George. I'm taking two days to drive there, hmm. and. Uh, I'm doing Northern FanCon up in Northern BC. Yep. And it's like it's like a medium-sized show. It's it's definitely bigger than Vulcan, but it's nowhere mm-hmm. near like Calgary or Edmonton size. Yeah. And it's so cool because anybody who lives within like 4 hours of that place is coming to it. So you get you don't necessarily have a giant crowd, but you have a really enthusiastic crowd who are just like yeah. super excited to be there. And they bring in some pretty good guests, and the crowd is never going to be so crazy that this is the only show I do where I, besides Vulcan, if I was to do that, where I might actually get to go and get an autograph. Yeah. So, um, like this year, they've got. Um, the actress Emily Swallow, who plays the Armorer. Nice. And um, Summer Glau, who played River in Firefly. Yep. Um, they got one of the guys from The Walking Dead, and they got Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh. Oh. And I was like, for a small con in the middle of nowhere, that's a pretty serious lineup. It is, yeah. 
and uh, I will most likely get to go and get autographs from all of those people. Excellent. Um, so, so yeah, this is one of my favorite shows every year, even though the timing always sucks because it's right after Calgary Expo. Uh, I'm always really happy to do it because, you know, it's a it's it's still work, but it's much less stressful work than Calgary, I guess. Yeah. Com- and comparatively, it always feels somewhat more relaxed. Like, oh yeah, this is cool. So I, I I do like those kind of smaller medium shows sometimes. Sometimes that can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, at Calgary Expo. You're going to get to talk to the person you're paying money to meet, but you're probably only going to get to talk for a minute, yeah, 30 seconds. You know, your chances of getting to have like an actual conversation are very slim. But at the smaller ones, yeah, yeah, you can you totally get get those experiences. Yeah, that and yeah, that's a good little lineup. Like um, Blue Diamond Phillips, I, I I really like Blue Diamond Phillips. Uh, but Emily, oh, man. Emily Swallow, she was in yeah. Calgary this last weekend, and I didn't get I didn't get a chance to get an autograph or anything, but I did see her because um, her yeah. aut- autograph table was uh, in the same area that uh, Lou Ferrigno's was and uh, Todd, oh, yeah. Todd Stashwick. And cool, she, yeah, she's she's awesome. She's very very beautiful. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I uh, I talked to I saw loads of people carrying around her autographs and they all said she was really nice. Yeah. Everyone said she was very friendly and very lovely. Um. But summer summer glow. I mean, I'm a mm. huge Firefly Firefly fan. Yep. And she was also really good in that Terminator show. Yep. Yep. Where she was the good Terminator. Um. So I'm I am stoked to meet her. Um. And yeah, and Lou Diamond Phillips. I mean, I, as a kid, Young Guns was one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies. I tried to watch it as an adult, and it, it it's not that good. But as a kid, I loved it. And then I was a huge fan of the show Longmire, and mm. uh, Lou Diamond Phillips is like the main character's best friend. He's in almost every episode, and he he was really great in that show. That that's one show I want to watch. I haven't got around to watching because oh, you, haven't, you, you haven't watched Longmire. No, I I've been told it's good, and I mean I love Katie Sackoff. Like she's. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna love it because it's it's um yeah Lou Diamond Phillips and Katie Sackoff are two of the two of the main characters, and the the main character the guy you know the guy who plays Longmire. He's not a famous actor. He he was in the Matrix movies, but as a smaller character, and he's incredible. Like he's so good. You're like, I can't believe this guy's not a big movie star. And uh, yeah, it's it's a really good show. If you like um, uh, Yellowstone, you'd like Longmire. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I got I got to get around to watching that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. those, yeah, those two shows would definitely appeal to each other. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Except this one also has Katie Sackhoff in it, so yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't watched Longmire, you definitely should. I think you'd really enjoy it. Excellent. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff. She's she's one a con- convention person that I w- haven't had a chance to see yet. Um, yeah. I- a friend of a friend of mine got me an autograph from her, but I I wasn't able to go meet her myself. 
Yeah, like she's been at conventions that I've went to, but she's yep. always it never works out. Like she's always opposite of somebody that I'm already committed to go see. Um, like the one year she was there, oh, I think it was no, it was either like when I met Captain Picard or Doctor Who. It was one of those two, and I like it's like what do I choose? Like I, I, you know, I got like I like it, you know. Had to go see them, but anyway, I digress. Um, well, I think uh, before we go, uh, let's do a quick round of brain candy if you guys are up for it. Um, yeah. So what are so this is the segment where uh, we talk about things that we're watching, reading, listening to, whatever, and we can make it a picker pan for our dear listeners. Uh, so Kevin, uh, what do you got this this week for brain candy? <clears throat> All right. I read the new graphic novel from IDW, Collecting the Rocketeer The Great Race, nice. which is, uh, this guy was a big fan of the Rocketeer comics. He's talking about it on this Twitter account with one of his friends. And uh, he said, God, I, I wish there was more Rocketeer stuff. I wish there was more. It's, I love it so much. And his friend said, well, why don't you do the comic yourself? He said, yeah. Like, that'll ever happen. No one, you know, I've, I've <coughs> sorry, guys saying I've done plenty of comic stuff, but I can't imagine that uh, anyone would want me to do the Rocketeer. Well, it turned out the editor for IDW, which currently has the rights to it, was reading this Twitter thread and jumped in and said, actually, I think that's a great idea. DM me your information so I can call you. Nice. And so he got booked for it, and... um I'm reading it, I'm like, oh my god, this was so good. And then at the end, they have a whole, like, um, oral history of the Rocketeer and Dave Stevens, the creator of it. Yep. And just absolutely fascinating for his work and everything he went through at all. And of course, as part of the Rocketeer, you get into the whole thing with Betty Page as well. Mm-hmm. And that was fascinating. <laughs> and I have been... <coughs> Found um, some Betty Page books while I was out. I was like, ah, oh, all right. I, for reasons, I picked them up. Yep. So I'll, I'll do some research. Try not to sound too greasy here, but you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do my own research on it. Yeah. Now, uh, so that was really good. Highly recommended. Now, the other thing that Chris already knows. So I finally watched the first John Wick movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> My my dad, out of nowhere, found out I haven't watched it. And he said, you got to be kidding me. How have you never watched it? I go, I don't know. It just, when the first one came out, it just seemed like it's Keanu in an action movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he got bigger and bigger, and now we're up to the fourth movie. And I thought, I'll get to it eventually. And I have a long list of things I have not gotten to, TV shows I have yet to finish. Yep. All that stuff. I'm like, I'll get to eventually. Well, then my dad, like, cause, I mean, he'll suggest things all the time, but then he finds this article that he sends to me breaking down some of the details <coughs> in the names. Like, there's um, use of names from uh, mythology and legend used in the series. And I can't read the article until I'm done with it because I don't want stuff spoiled. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, he really wants me to watch this. Like, he doesn't just usually find stuff like this and send it to me. 
So there's one night I'm sitting here, um, and I mean most most nights if I'm at home and I got nothing else going on, I will find wrestling to watch. Mm-hmm. And I there was no wrestling on. There was a UFC thing that was garbage. I was watching the prelim matches. I'm like, this show sucks. And I thought, let me watch John Wick. And an hour and a half later, I was like, I'm ready for bed, and I want to watch the second one right now. I haven't done it yet. I've still only done the first one, but I was just, holy crap. Now, Chris, you said you haven't done it at all yet? No, I haven't. Nope. Okay, Ragnar, based on your snicker, I'm guessing you have? Yeah. Okay. So I'll be I'll be careful for Chris. And Ragnar will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, first 10 to 15 minutes is your setup. You need a reason to care about him. You need a reason to understand his motivations. First 10 to 15 minutes. It hurts. And, and like your heart breaks for certain, when certain things happen. So then when he's like, all right, time to take matters into my own hands here. Time to get some revenge. You're all for it. And it just does not stop. It is, I'm going to say it's very, there's, there's so many things that we like that are in here. Like, the, the gunfights, the battles, the whatever, it's very much movie serial style, which, you know, obviously the Indiana Jones ones to tribute to. Mm-hmm. But, like, every, every 10, 15 minutes, here's this crazy thing happening, and then we're either going to have a cliffhanger or we're going to have a breather. And then on to the next crazy thing. But what's really great is sometimes that breather is a funny moment that you just do not expect. Like, almost marble in a way. Like, there's just... The way someone says something, there's a little extra to it, there's a look, there's a great pause, there's a great camera angle, whatever it is, you're like, that's actually really funny. And I'm seeing this uber-violent movie, and I just laughed at something. Like, I'm, I'm having different emotions... I'm having emotions I don't feel like I should have in this movie, but it's done on purpose here, obviously. Yeah. The other thing that really got me, so like I said, the first one comes out, I didn't think anything of it. Keanu, guns, whatever. You know? And from what I'm understanding, I'm trying to be very careful with what I'll look at, because I don't want to ruin anything. They didn't expect, when that first one was made, that now there would be four and it'd be this huge franchise. But, there's enough little things in this first movie, that if the first movie's all they ever did, it'd be It'd be fine. Everything works. Movie works very well. But these little things they put in uh, is like world building as well. Like, that's a cool idea. That's interesting. What's the deeper story here? Like, there's ten different movies they could go off on different tangents for stuff that they introduce in this movie. But it also works as its own thing as well. So I'm very curious. And everyone's, like, everyone that's seen it is laughing because I know that there's stuff in 2, 3, and 4, and there is a spinoff that I forget they're going to do as a TV show or as a movie for something else in it. But I'm just fascinated by the world for it as well. But, oh my god, it's just, it, that hour and a half flies by. It is, 
so the uh, short tangent. There's this comedian, and I still remember his stand-up special for years. And he said, uh, "There's certain movies that make men sexy for other men." And I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And he brings up Desperado. And he says, here's Antonio Banderas. Mm, yeah, okay. And, he, and he's going through the air, and the guns are firing, and his hair is blowing, and there's explosions, and there's all this stuff, and, and beautiful scenery, and there's women and everything. You're like, yeah, that's fucking hot. That's <laughs> awesome. And there's shit in this movie that you're like, wow. Whether it's Keanu looking cool as hell, the gunfights, the suits, the cars, all of it. It just, everything just looks amazing to it. It's action porn. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd agree with that. It's action porn. Yeah. And they're, like, they give, they are, you know, a great big Hollywood action movie. But they give each one just enough soul that there's a, enough to it that the action doesn't just become, like, you don't get numb to it. You know? There's just enough soul, there's just enough characters and motivation that you're like, okay, I'm in for the ride. I actually care about these people. So, yeah, no, they're great. Yeah, and there's stuff where it's like, oh, this character was only on screen for five minutes and then they die. But in the five minutes, I gave a shit about them. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't want them to die. I kind of like that character. I was hoping to see more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Excellent. But, oh, well, yeah, uh, like, I, I don't know if other people in the house are going to go for it. But on your own, at least, yeah. yeah oh, you yeah. will be very much entertained. Excellent. So I'm going to be checking out John Wick, the, the franchise, the movies, and Lawnmire. That's on my to-do list. Um, yeah, that'll keep you busy for a while. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I have to go to a certain movie this weekend. But uh, any other free time I can find, I'm going to try to at least watch the second movie. Excellent. Um, all right, well, uh, for me, this Friday at the time of this release, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out, so I already got my ticket yep. for that. Uh, my wife. Oh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the one. That's right. I got to see this weekend. Yeah, right. my my wife and I are going to see it Friday. Um, all right, all right. But uh, one thing I've been watching a lot, like as um, I pay for the YouTube Premium because I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, there's a channel called All Sports History. Um, I've been watching a lot of stuff because they do a lot of deep dives into sports history that. You don't really know a lot of. Um, like today I watched a video, and these are only like 20 minute, 25 minutes-ish, around there. 15, anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes. Where, um, like the one episode I watched was the history of Madison Square Garden. Uh, that was the one I watched today. I've watched, uh, why, you know, the, the Quebec, Nord, you know, why did the Quebec Nordiques leave the NHL, or leave Quebec? Um, why did the Montreal Expos leave uh, Major League Baseball? Um, 
Oh, what are some of the other ones? The, Har- <laughs> uh, the history of the Hartford Whalers. Um, and I did watch, I don't know if it was on that channel, but I did watch one very similar, uh, and it was about Pete Rose, which I know the name Pete Rose. I know he was like a, you know, really good ball player. I know he's in the wrestling hall of fame, but not the baseball hall of fame. Yeah. Wrestling hall of fame doesn't count, but yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a, you know, a gag, like basically they, you know, Vince McMahon was, you know, being nice and being like, well, they won't let you in the baseball hall of fame, but you can be in the wrestling because you, you know, you did a William Shatner and showed up for a few, you know, Raws or whatever. Um, but yeah, man, some of the stuff that you find out is just, just crazy. Um, but you know, like these are things that happen in my lifetime. Like I remember, uh, like one episode was about the Minnesota North Stars. Like I remember when they moved to Dallas and I never, I really understood why, um, the Oakland A's, like I just found out that they're, you know, like the, the, I always remember the Oakland A's as being like this really, you know, prominent baseball franchise. And they did a movie called Moneyball with, uh, 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 what's his name? (coughs) Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Um, where they explain like the formula of how the A's achieved success. But now the problem is yep. they did this book. First it was a book and then they made it into a movie, but now the secret's out. So now the Oakland A's can't use that anymore because other teams are using it. Um, and yeah, the Oakland A's are going to be moving to Las Vegas and in the next few years. And apparently, Oakland A's stadium is like infested with possums and uh, uh, wild cats. Like people just dump their cats off at the stadium, and now they're just running wild. Um, and just crazy shit like that. Like it, you know, like this is a really good YouTube channel. So it's all sports history. Uh, yeah, it's it's worth it if you have any any. Uh, interest in, you know, like, whatever happened to, you know, this team, and, you know, they're, they, they they break it down pretty well in, you know, 15, 25 minutes, so definitely worth it. And Ragnar, what do you got this week for Brain Candy? Well, it, admittedly, the last month I've just been in crunch mode getting ready for all these shows, mm. yep. um, so I, I haven't really watched a whole lot of stuff. Um I just finished a rewatch of The Boys because my girlfriend had never seen it, and she really loved the show. Nice. And uh, I want to watch the new season of Better Call Saul, and I want to watch the new season of Sweet Tooth, but I think they're both going to have to wait, you know, until I'm done this big run of shows. Uh, Obviously, I watched The Mandalorian, and... Season three wasn't bad, but it was nowhere near as good as seasons one and two. Nope. Yeah. Like seasons one and two were like ten out of ten every episode, and this one it was better than the book of Boba Fett, but it definitely definitely wasn't ten out of tens. So I still enjoyed it. I'm still hoping they make more and more spinoffs, but and I don't know something something went funky with this one, and it wasn't as good as it had been. It it, uh, it it smelled of studio interference. Yeah, I I heard I heard that's what it was, as well as I heard that Pedro Pascal doesn't really want to be involved anymore. 
and that he was more focused on The Last of Us, and apparently that's why the Mandalorian became a background character in his own show at times, because um, he was off shooting Last of Us. Yeah. And apparently they're in a dispute where he says, I'm the lead actor, you have to pay me accordingly, and they're saying you're just a voice actor. So apparently there's some dispute there. And so the way they ended the season, if they never make more, it's a fitting ending. But they could also pick it up at any time. So it's hard to say how it's going to go. Um, I certainly hope they make more. I hope they make more like seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also I expected this season to have more tie-ins with the upcoming Ahsoka show. And I'm very surprised that Boba Fett never made an appearance. Um, you know, I understand a lot of people didn't like the Boba Fett show, and we've discussed that on this podcast. But I still thought they would bring him in for at least a cameo. Um, well, apparently, from what I heard, he was surprised, too, because apparently they told him he was going to be in Season 3. Yeah, so- I, I mean, really, really, once we met him in Season 2 and then they gave him his own show, I figured he would be a regular. Like, not in every episode, but I figured he would appear in every season. Yeah. I was very surprised not to see him. Uh, as well as Ahsoka. I figured, oh yeah, we'll see her again. And with her show coming up soon, I figured they'd tie it in more than they did. Mm-hmm. Which was basically, they teased us with the space whales, and they showed us uh, the one guy, um, can't think of the character's oh. name now, but the funny, the funny looking alien guy. Oh, who was totally uh, kick ass in Rebels? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, he, you know, he was there, but it, but it was just a, just a cameo. Yeah. Um. But anyways, yeah. So no, I haven't really been watching a ton of stuff. I know there's, you know, things like Guardians of the Galaxy coming out, but again, it's probably just going to have to wait a while for me. Yep. Um. I just started reading a new book, which is looking like it's going to be really really interesting it's a non-fiction and it's called chasing the scream and it is about the war on drugs from the point of view of drugs and uh it was recommended to me by one of my author friends and because i made a joke about you know i'd like to thank the war on drugs for winning the war on drugs and she's like oh you need to read this book so I've only read a few pages, but it looks like it's going to be pretty fascinating. Um, and, of course, while I'm doing trade shows, I often have a lot of time to read because um, some hotels have great TV, some hotels have Netflix, and some hotels have, like, two channels. Yeah. So I tend to not watch a lot of TV when I'm traveling, and uh, I tend to just lie in bed and read instead. Yeah. So yeah, so that's where I'm at. Excellent. And I know at some point, like we've talked about it, that we're going to do a Star Trek Picard discussion. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, me, and uh, and uh, a friend of yours that wants to. Yeah, my my fellow vendor and friend, uh, a guy named Jess. He's also he's a diehard, lifelong Trekkie. Uh, he's been a vendor at Vulcan, and uh, I know that he he really liked Picard. And I think that we might need to have somebody who really likes the show <laughs> yeah. to balance out all of my criticisms. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, eventually we will record that, and it, it's going to be a track one seven zero one, but it won't feature um, Richard or Curtis because they they bowed out. They don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, what, which which I get. Yeah, which I which I understand. Like I I get it. Um, I I get it. And having watched the show, I I know all the parts that would just irritate the hell out of them. Yeah. But there's also enough good moments that they'd like that they'll they'll miss out on. Yeah. Yeah, and especially this last season. Like, it's just a shame yeah, this last in, season in wasn't the first season. You know. Well, that first season was bad, and the yeah. second season was. Bad. And oh, the yeah. third season was not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I gotta say, uh, and you know, go looping back to Calgary, uh, Todd Stashwick was there, who played uh, yeah. Captain Shaw. I actually liked Captain him. Trumpy. Yeah, like at first, oh, yeah. I thought I, he was an asshole, but then I got to like him. And I really, really liked the actor. Like, he was a really nice dude. Well, he, yeah. I, I hated his character, but I liked his act. Well, at first. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, okay, well, if I'm feeling that strong of a reaction, that's a sign of a good actor. Yep. Um, and then as time went on, no, you, you came around to actually quite like him. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And I did see a, a decent number of Star Trek costumes. There was a pretty good seven of nine. There were a few Klingons, lots of just generic Star Trek uniforms from all the different eras. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Star Trek's maybe not as popular as Star Wars, but it's popular again. Yeah, there was one guy in Calgary. He was wearing like a Wrath of Khan uniform, so like start you know original series Star Trek two through six, those red uniforms. Cool. And cool. man, was it, it, it looked like it was from the movie. Like, he did such a oh, good that's job. fantastic. Yeah. I was going to ask, but, I mean, it was one of those, you know, cattle lines where I'm going one way, he's going one way. Yeah. And I just yeah. seen this guy walking with his uniform. I was like, wow, that that's, without a doubt, the best one I've seen. But Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But, anywho, I think we could call this an episode. Uh, but before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. And Kevin, where can we find you, sir? All right, you can find me on most social medias. I'm at MaskedLibrary. MaskedLibrary.com is the home blog. And every so often I still do stuff over at the Retro Network. Excellent. And you can find me here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. Kevin and I recorded an episode of the Pop Culture Pub, which will be... Uh, dropping after this episode in a few days so be on the lookout for that and then uh yeah we'll be back in a couple weeks with more uh more episodes to come and ragnar where can we find you sir well uh i'm on both facebook and instagram as ragnar the trader or you can go to my website ragnarthetrader.com uh if you're in prince george i'll be at northern fancon this weekend next weekend i'm in winnipeg at the winnipeg tattoo show Oh, wow. And the weekend after, I'm in Calgary at Odafest. Oh wow, busy, busy. So there, yeah. That's why, that's why April was so busy for me was was all these shows back to back to back. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I, I, you know, these are all shows that I've done before that I don't want to miss out on. Oh yeah. And yeah. It's just going to be dicey on how much stuff I have to sell at them, but uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to do my best, and uh, I'll actually have a little bit of time off. I have most of August off this year, which is unusual, and I am super excited to 
ride my bicycle, paddle my canoe, and sleep in my camper. Things that Excellent. I often don't get to do enough of in the summer. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And yeah, you know, it's it, it's good to be busy, especially now that life is seemingly back to normal for the most part. Yep, and I, I know for the next decade or so, I'll be still having that kind of panic response from what happened during COVID that I'm going to feel that pressure to like, you got to do every show and make every dollar you can because you never know when it's all going to get taken away again. Mm, yeah. It'll probably take five or ten years before that totally goes away. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, no. And, I, and, you know, I do enjoy my work, so it's... Uh, it's not all humdrum and tedious. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, it's very enjoyable. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, I think we can call this an episode. This was Geek Fallout Reloaded. I was your host this evening. My name is Chris Lockard, and I was joined by Ragnar and Kevin Decent. And I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to us talk about the Calgary Expo and, and some other stuff. And we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. If you could read my mind, love What a tale my thoughts could tell Just like an old-time movie About a ghost from a wishing well In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see If I could read your mind, love What a tale your thoughts could tell Just like a paperback novel the kind the drugstore sells When you reach the part Where the heartaches come The hero would be me The heroes often fail And you won't read that book again Because the ending's just too hard to take Star who gets burned in a three-way street into number two a movie queen to play the scene of bringing all the good things out in me but for now love let's be real I never thought I could act this way and I've got to say that I just Get it. I don't know where we went wrong, but the feeling's gone, and I just can't get it back. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old time movie. 
about a ghost from a wishing well in a castle dark or a fortress strong with chains upon my feet. The story always ends if you read between the lines. You'll know that I'm just trying to understand the feeling that you lack. Never thought I could feel this way, and I've got to say that I just don't get it. I don't know where we went wrong, but the feeling's gone, and I just can't get it back. 